0: Okay, welcome back to the second season of Peaced Off brought to you by FantasyskiRacer.com. Will Brandenburg and James Taco Takis in the house, the house being my house in Sun Valley, Idaho, where Will and I both coach. Sun Valley, Idaho, where living the dream comes true
1: dream come true that's for sure second season i have that license by the way oh you have the license yes can you believe it second season already
0: yeah the stress level is already boiling right (laughs) tippity top i mean it just crept up on you it's like all uh, all of a sudden it was springtime and it was great i was in shorts riding my bike and now there's snow on the ground
1: yeah i can't wait to ski it
0: um i think before we even move on Will and I would like to extend a deep, deepest apologies for not having a season-ending cap last year. Um, we do feel like for the professionalism of our podcast, we owed that to our listeners. However, in our defense, I think by the end of the season, all of our listeners that were listening at that point in time were with us in Sun Valley, <laughs> hanging out in the flesh. So. We feel like we captured the end-of-the-season audience. Yeah, I think
1: the- we, we, we captured him in the Valley, but also I think we can blame it on first-year coach Will getting really busy because he didn't know really what he was doing at the end of the year. So that's on me a little bit. I, I I got I got buried in, in work and uh, I apologize. Well coaching
0: wise you kept it together pretty good. Yeah, I tried to keep my head head above. I them. mean you tried you tried to hang in there athletically for at least a dozen gates. Yeah, um,
1: maybe 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 dozen two. <laughs> like, I think it was the second gate I went out on at US Nationals. Yeah, you tried you, you tried to hang in there for a couple
0: more and then it turned into a nice little uh, pizza French fry. Yeah. Pizza French fry. <laughs> uh, but anyways, it's here, sold in this weekend. Yeah, um, again, I'm getting dumped on right now, but uh, the conditions looked really fresh and, and early season awesomeness out there, um, you know. But uh, I haven't, I haven't seen anything since the weekend. I'm, I'm hoping that the snow is uh, stopped and they're in a place where the surface can get cleaned up. I'll tell you if anything I've experienced from my experience uh, at us nationals here in sun Valley last winter. Um, if they have anybody like cowboy over there, I mean, they're going to get a surface like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it it seems what the reports I heard is that snow surface, they got it. It's good. Everything's taken care of the hill. They can scrape it off and go. They could race tomorrow if they wanted to. So, um, it, it, it looks like it's going to be a fun, fun opening event. It's good that they have snow. So we don't have to worry about if it's coming or not. That's good for TV. It's good for TV. And, uh, and it seems it seems to me like uh this season is gonna kick off the right way.
0: You know, we know that uh, you know, Ted's kind of um on the mend on his way back, but you know, everything else would suggest that our American team um is coming back pretty darn strong. I mean we have, you know, Goldberg still kind of plugging away a little bit. Um you know, Lindsay's social media would lead you to believe that she's just doing terrific and Michaela as always and Um, I know Julia's got a kind of a late start to the season, but uh, I suspect that she's
1: in in good form as well. If anything, love is on her side. Um, (laughs) Well, it seems like, you know, checking out what their programming was, uh, if anyone didn't know, the ski team, the men's side of the ski team, went to Norway, you know, directly after the season, which was a little bit shift. That, and especially after a non.
0: World Championship. I mean, they're going, they're preparing for a World Championship year this year, but that's a pretty heavy, that's a pretty heavy task. Yeah. And especially th- immediately after the season.
1: Yeah. It, it sounded like it was received really well by all the athletes. They they were able to, they're in good ski shape. Yeah. Went and hammered, you know, some of the younger guys a couple weeks, um, mm-hmm. 21 days over in Norway. Some of the older guys like Nyman, um, only 10. Yeah, on days on snow, but what it did was it allowed them to to really test some skis, equipment,s work with companies, um you know, get the speed training that they sometimes don't get. Do their the homework time, early. Do their homework early, and then what it gave them is three months in the gym. Yeah, of prep um, before they they went either to New Zealand or Chile in August and in September, and it's just a shift in programming, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of excited to see what uh what comes of it if we i don't know can't judge everything by the first race of the season just like in the nfl schedule you don't want to yeah say a team's good or bad early but it seems to me like this could be a a monumental shift in how the how the ski team's gonna continue to to develop and and their programming and it seems it makes more sense Um, yeah and and the guys loved it
0: yeah i'm drinking the kool-aid for sure i think one of the big pieces of feedback that i got from the guys in norway is that it was just really nice being in one place for an extended period of time, not packing your bags and getting going. Um, everybody got to just experience Norway, be there and and really get stuff done. And then on top of that, you get a nice big strength block which isn't broken up by, you know, a slalom camp here or a or um on snow development camp there. It's just straight in the gym, you know. Thinking about um You know, junior racers that we coach, there, there's sometimes is this um, false perception where you know every so often you got to be on snow, you got to be on snow. But to tell you the truth, um, you know, if if you can get in the gym for that long a period of time, like three months, is monumental. Never mind a six-week block, double that, and you're almost doing more for yourself in that time than you are. By going to periodic camps.
1: Yeah, and it, it, it's interesting. It just seems like the whole the whole setup for them flowed this year mm-hmm. for the um, for the men's side, and uh, the women didn't do that programming, but they did uh, they did have really successful offseason training as well. I ran mm-hmm. into uh, quite a few of them down in in New Zealand. Caught up with you know T bar ride with Julia. Sounds like she's coming back good and strong and healthy. Um, Seeing the seeing the tech girls train uh, down there, uh, they they seem healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, talking to Racy, it was her first uh, first full kind of summer without being hurt in yep. a long time, uh, and she was actually saying it was kind of hard mentally <laughs> to be like, "Wait, I'm not rushing into the season. I don't need to be skiing my fastest right now." Right. Um, and and balancing, you know, balancing being able to slower in her progression, being able to work on a couple things technically before she had to kind of push, start pushing the gas pedal. Um, I think it could pay off for a lot of the, to the racers that way. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it, so it was cool to catch up and see the girls ripping.
0: Yeah, it just it just seemed like it was a much more chill schedule. Things breathed a little bit more. And um, as you hear from our conversation with Nyman, it seems like everybody's, for him speaking for all of them, mindset's in the right place. Let's talk about um, the changes this year with FIS and, and what we can kind of expect moving on.
1: Yeah, you know, we saw, we saw the, the release that the fist wants to kind of be able to move down their target art audience a little bit. I think the, the number was that the average age of people watching the fist world cup right now um, in Europe is 45. And you, you see the article, I think it was in ski racing, a well-written article and, and, and being able to bring that target audience down is their goal, but the things they're doing to that, I don't really know. I mean, they said they're top 10 in downhill are going to pick, mm-hmm. you know, um, from bib one to 19.
0: But that was a, I thought that was an athlete voted thing. Yeah. Like it, athletes wanted that. Yeah. The
1: athletes wanted that, but the, the, the fists are saying that that's helping, you know, bring, bring the target audience down. And I just don't, I'm like, cool. That it used to be like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, more head to head races and, and, and more parallels, which I, I love those events. So yeah, bring them on. But I don't think that's, what's going to move the needle on, on how, right. how we we get this sport to really cook and and people want to watch at a y- younger level. Well, if
0: anything, it's just going to keep the uh, the 45 audience even stronger because they all remember watching Pro Tour.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so I'm glad they're thinking of it. I'm glad they have, you know, focus uh, groups or whatever they're doing to see where where uh, where the numbers are on how old the people are watching the races and events, but um, come on. Let's get some more creative ideas. Well,
0: I get. I think, you know, well, that remains to be seen. And letting certain voices into the conversation is has always been a struggle. And it, it, as, as as you make it sound, it still is. But, you know, at least this is the first time in a while that we're hearing a governing body, let alone the, the top notch, um, at least put their head in the right spot. True. You know? Yeah. So... Uh, you know, my expectations are are on the floor, so anything sounds exciting to me. <laughs> um, let's talk about pieced off for a second here. Yeah. Let's let's bring it back in here. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. <laughs> we uh we spent um quite a bit of time this off season. You know, Will and I were pretty excited about the product that we were kind of presenting, and and realized that it had some flaws and some things that um were great and. Some of those things that made it great made it also not so great. I don't know. We did a lot of evaluating and looking at um, the little data that we collect from uh, online and you guys listening at home um, or in the van on your way to ski races, which is what we're hoping. Um, And so, you know, we're kind of gearing towards a little bit more of a structured format here. Uh, You'll take more notice of it as the season progresses. We're hoping that that'll kind of make, make listening a little bit easier for everybody.
1: Yeah. Well, so I think the big thing is, is everyone Wednesdays, you'll see a new episode of our, uh, our awesome podcast popping up on your, on your podcast app or wherever you're getting it from. Um, and then Fridays, if the interview goes a little longer, you'll get an un- uncut track of the interview, uh, with athlete or whoever guest we actually get that week.
0: And we do have a returning uh, faces or voices, I should say, this year because, you know, we, we did have uh, a lot of exciting moments in last year's uh, season. Um, however, we do want to diversify, get some more perspective, which is important. For the most part, I think what we were doing was valuable. I mean, I think part of the thing about this podcast is that it's It's not just about looking towards the weekend ahead of racing. It's also with our guests involved in the conversations that you and you and I are having minus the picks or what's happening exactly right now, that's probably maybe thirty percent forty percent of the content. The rest of it I mean really is applicable so you know you don't get to us this week. the idea is that sixty to seventy percent of that content is still applicable the week weeks after. So feel free to catch up with us as you're uh, driving from Boston up to Cannon Mountain, getting ready for a Mac Cup on uh, Saturday or Sunday. All right. Well, that's all fine and dandy, but uh, moving on.
1: Yeah. Now to the exciting stuff. Um, great conversation with Steven Nyman this week. We get to bring him back to the podcast. For the fir- for the first episode of the second season, even
0: though even though he's a downhiller and it's sold in coming up, it's just you know because we're fantasy ski racing and because he's a big part of the brainchild that brought this together, it's only fitting.
1: Well, we can now say the second annual opening segment of the podcast is with Stephen Knight.
0: How does that feel, Will? You just heard yourself, didn't you? Yeah,
1: It feels good.
0: Feels like this, this moment right here. It's warm, <laughs> even though this room is freezing. <laughs> Um this interview or uh, conversation with Steven Nyman is brought to you by the Brand Spankin newly updated fantasy ski racing app. Honest to god, uh I could tell you about it, but then I'd be taking the words out of Nyman's mouth, but trust me, this is the bee's knees.
1: So, let's get it to Nyman. Peaced off uh in our second season here. I guess
0: now we can kind of call it a tradition and uh starting a new our own tradition of course, it's appropriate to have Stephen Diamond on our first episode of the season.
1: Yeah, our first interview yeah. ever as pieced off, and now we got Stephen as the second season rolls around. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, doing good. Here in Park City, chomping at the bit, looking at the snow accumulating
0: mountains, and uh, I'm still in the weight room lifting weights while everybody else is skiing in Europe. How's those uh, slingshot skills going? Oh, man. Um so
2: our trainer gets I think he's also doing the same thing. He's getting a little bored this time of year coming up <laughs> with some funny workouts. <laughs> but uh it's pretty hard trying to sit there on a slack line and shoot at targets. Um but yeah, that's that's kind of part of our game. It's fatiguing ourselves in the gym and hopping on a slack line and trying to balance. That's all ski racing is you Running down a mountain, you're all tired near the bottom, and you're bouncing on a metal edge.
0: So, so you are you equating shooting a, sl- a slingshot on a slack line with mental fatigue at the bottom of a downhill? Yeah, that stay makes on sense. Target, you know, like Star Wars. Stay on target. Stay on target. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what
2: I say to myself as I'm going
0: down downhill. So, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> questioning you. I was just trying to affirm the thought in my head. I'm like, because that makes sense. <laughs> Let's take a step back. What? Tell us a little bit more about your off season. Um,
2: this season's, this summer's been great. Uh, Chile was fantastic, and I'm pretty sure anybody who went there could say the same thing. Um, there are lots of clubs that went down there, and they're all just like, "Oh, greatest camp ever!" And we had two of the greatest camps ever. Uh, didn't miss a day. Our first camp in La Parma was three weeks, and we had to actually back off. We, were, we ended up taking two days off. We were just like, this is this is too much. This is too good. <laughs> so nice. We went down to town, did a little golf, and then came back up and, and finished it off. But that was what we were aiming for, is just like miles and miles and miles on the downhill skis, beating them, beating the skis in on the... Uh, that track there and it was just perfect freeze thaw conditions no snow bluebird basically they just got a ton of snow in july and it didn't snow after that so it was just epic training and then in portillo same thing but day one i crashed broke my hand and then i had a week of training without poles which was i think a blessing in disguise i skied pretty well i'll tell you Downhill without poles is sketchy. <laughs> yes, and, uh, sounds sketchy. I, I kept the pants on. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go that fast right now. <laughs> and uh, I had a lot of fun and, and learned a lot about my skis. I'm, I'm psyched with uh, some of the stuff that Fisher's come out with. We have a new boot that I'm really fired up on, and I feel really comfortable with. So uh, hopefully, it is a step forward for me. But it, it's tough all summer long. You can sit there and. Test this, test that. Figure it out. Think you have it all dialed, and you get on the World Cup, and you're like, "Oh, that
0: doesn't work here." Yeah. Well, luckily <laughs> so, for you, you got a couple of training days before any the big show even begins when, at any venue. Yeah, exactly. So, so, where, so where's your? What's your mindset right now? Like in this time of year, getting ready for the season, where's your head at? Um, it's just remaining healthy. This is we're having a
2: three week block of fitness, so it's kind of the last bit where we can. Uh, take a step forward, and then once we get into the season, it's all about maintenance. Um, so it's it's just
1: those little things. Also getting a lot of my life kind of put together
2: to where I can put it on hold for a few months while I'm out there racing and not
1: really worried about much. What So the ski team kind <clears> of <throat> changed plans a little bit on you guys this year. It's a little bit different programming. Uh, you went to Norway for a good chunk of time right after the season um, and then had quite a bit of time in between at home before those awesome chili camps. How did that set up and how did it kind of all run together for you? As a veteran it's a a little bit changed but was the change good? Yeah
2: Norway was great. We have that partnership with the Norwegians and uh, I just I I backed off the spring training actually myself and this year I, I ramped it back up but I Didn't do the full camp. Yeah. Um, I went in there. I said I have 10 days. And I was blessed with some great weather. And I had kind of my checklist of what I wanted to test. And it was on the World Cup track. So I just got to test all my equipment and figure out what worked, what didn't. And then I got out of there and went to the beach for a while. (laughs) And recharged the batteries there. And then it was kind of fitness in the summer into... Usually, we have a tech camp in New Zealand first in August, but this year, we needed more miles of speed. We're, we're kind of producing our next batch of skis and really trying to uh, get them to come about, so we went there and just logged miles and miles and miles on that downhill track, and that's one of the best downhill tracks in La Parva, Chile, I'm talking. Yep. It's one of the best downhill tracks that you can have that's Pretty simple, but just good for running skis and uh, good for just simple little downhill-focused
1: uh, technique stuff. So, And then and then you moved to Portillo for the last camp? You kind of came back home then to Portillo? Yeah, then
2: we came home for about two and a half weeks, and then I was back down to Portillo, something that's more intense. Uh, Portillo's uh, high elevation, but a lot more intense it's a very short course it's 40 something seconds long but uh you're you're starting on this steep pitch and you're watching the whole run you're watching everybody go and it's intimidating you're like i don't i I don't like watching people go but (laughs) but buddy was actually there and uh it was funny watching him in his flip
0: visor helmet and his new boots and skis and uh it actually made me laugh every time I went down the hill so it kept me loose I, I saw a picture of that i just i mean only only bode is the kind of guy that you can imagine pulling this off but with all that equipment change that's going on right now there's so many variables there i don't know how you reel that in exactly um he was
2: jumping from full tilt boot to a nordica doberman and, and testing that out but the whole bomber ski thing they have tons of different models and they're trying to figure that out and then uh he has this foot visor helmet which he makes fun of he's like man i'm just a total joey but i love it so
1: it was entertaining to say the least <laughs> did he put any times in there <laughs> like, really- uh,
2: Surprisingly. He was quite fast on the steeps, uh, on the upper pitch, but uh, he he needs to figure some stuff out on the
0: flats. So <laughs> Is he practicing? He's not as big as he used to be either. He's, he's skinny. I think he needs to gain a little weight to carry that momentum. Well, if he puts on any more weight, he's going to flex right out of a fill tilt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. How
0: uh how's, how
1: are the rest of the American downhillers looking? It's good
2: really good I really like uh, the camaraderie that's happening amongst us and uh, I feel like it's their speed obviously
0: Travis is skiing well I'm skiing well Uh, naturally skiing well but uh, who I'm really excited about is Biesmeyer he's been
2: working really hard in the gym this year and he switched to atomic and he looks solid and has been skiing solid and he's been fast so I expect him to really step it up uh, Bennett randomly throws it in there, and uh, Goldberg's coming back from a torn Achilles, but he's seeming to ramp it up. So uh, stuff's good. I really like our crew, our coaches. Um, they're all guys that we grew up racing with. So uh, to come down and and have Pete Anderson or Scotty Venus or Chris Beckman there you're just like man i trust you i know you've been here since day one you've been through it with me you know that's really special and then we have the head coach alex who's been on the tour for i don't know he's been with the women for 18 years and now this is his uh second or third year with us so yeah and years
1: bleed together i've been doing this for a while (laughs) oh yeah when when you kind of you said a couple things in there. One about Goldberg coming back from uh, Achilles. You had that exact injury years ago. Is it easy to kind of help him and guide him a little bit on some of the recovery and and what it takes to come back from an injury like that? Yeah, uh,
2: I try to. And it's tough. Uh, I think being an athlete and having guys tell you what to do and I'm just like, dude, just focus. You got to do this. You got to do this. Um, But, he's, he's come back and he's looking pretty good. But in the spring, I was like, stop limping. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. You know, I'm just like correcting him and he'll just get all frustrated at me. But I have to remember he did that in March or February when yeah. I did mine in November. So I had the whole year off Yeah, and, and I had a lot of time to recover and I was witnessing him coming back quite quickly. And so I wasn't giving him much slack there. <laughs>
0: well, you probably only got to get away with it to begin with, so.
1: <laughs> but it snapped back at me, which is good for me too. And, so. Nice. And then watching watching a guy like Bryce in training, you said he threw one in there here and there. Is uh, as a veteran, I think you can probably see that you know you went through that yourself, um, being being a little bit less consistent. Is there tips and pointers? Is is Bryce just following you around everywhere and? And how's that dynamic?
2: Um, what's What's really cool with Bryce is he's on Fisher. And so both of us are giving feedback to each other. And like, what do you feel? What do you feel? Um, and we're both tall guys. But being tall guys, I think it is a very unique scenario. Having to dial the equipment into the way we like it. And our ski styles are different. Um, I really charge more and he's he's uh, really just fluid relaxed skier and so when he gets comfort, comfortable and confident that's when he'll throw it in there and you can tell but then there's sometimes where he's not that confident and he'll just kind of cruise and so I try and really talk to him because he's, he's 6 foot 7 but his wingspan I think he has a 7 foot wingspan so the moment he gets out of his tuck that's just a parachute and I'm just trying to really stay on him and just be like dude tuck arms together that's what you have to work on just stay focused there because when he does that and and like he did in Gardena last year what's cool about Gardena it's basically you're either tucking or you're not tucking there's no going into those sections where you're like uh maybe I'll tuck into these camels you're not
1: tucking into the camels like (laughs) you have to have your arms open so if
2: uh that showed him like if you're on it and off it at the right times, he can be great. So he just needs to kind of stay focused on that in, in these next months and, and create good habits. And I think he can do some good things because I really, I really like our skis and uh, we've made some steps for this summer. So, um, yeah, I think he has the stuff around him to do well. He just
0: needs to kind of create those good habits. Nice. um, being a big integral part of the, uh, the speed program, uh, we got sold coming up this weekend. Have you been, um, in touch with the tech guys? Uh, what, what, what kind of read are you getting on that, uh, side of the ball these days?
2: It's, this is the time where you're starting to nerd out social media. You're always like, oh, what's going on over there? Totally. What's doing? What, you know, um, I text with jet, just feeling good. <laughs> um, and uh ted's ted's my big question i i heard he's randomly fast and and i'd like to see where he stacks up because he's been injured and and he had some issues this summer coming back so um but he's such a racehorse and you can't count him out so he's that's that's what i'm excited to see um i actually think jet with his new equipment set up that'll be interesting to watch And, uh, the men's side, I'd say, um, Hersher obviously, is going to be great, and just being on Fisher, I personally think Thomas Fennaro is going to win the thing. (laughs) So, (laughs) our skis are really good right now, the GS is taking a big step forward, and, uh, this new boot's really good, too, so, um... I don't know, they've, they've been getting dumped on over there too, so it's tough, because the has have been getting the training, and that kind of ramp up that they want, and yeah. usually get, they've been getting a lot of soft snow, so it's just not ideal, and uh, I think there's going to be a lot of question marks rolling into the race day, it's, it's those guys that are just confident, and had that kind of solid stack training earlier in New Zealand, are going to be the guys that are like, I know this
0: worked, and I'll just go, you know? Yeah, right.
1: Any uh, any news about up, Tommy Ford, how he's skiing? I've, I've heard he's skiing
2: great, and people are really fired up on him. Uh, I haven't seen anything yet. Tommy's the artist. Tommy like stays in Tommy land. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 that's what I love about him. He's not going to sit there and toot his own horn. He'll like, show pictures of some wall that he found that looks beautiful you know (laughs) cool what about your skiing (laughs) (laughs) um, but I've heard he's skiing really well and he was working hard this summer so we'll see I actually have three Americans in my top 10 and and, and I gotta I gotta keep pushing but it's Tommy Timmy Jitloff and uh,
1: Ted yeah that yeah, sounds about right, <laughs> well, speaking of your top ten, uh there's been some improvements in your app. Can you kind of touch on uh touch on the f s r app this season and, and why everyone should have it
2: <laughs> so so we have the ability now to kind of look up past results. Um, we're gonna have live timing on the app, which is gonna be great, so we, we kind of wanna make it a place where people will watch the races. Uh, they can play the game and they can get a lot of info. You can look up previous results, you can look up standings in events, um, you can do a lot more research is basically what we upped the thing to. Uh, we have a lot of the data from FIS, so um, it's a lot more exciting. And then uh, it's going to be updated automatically. So. Basically, in the past, we've been manually entering all the results and doing all this work ourselves. Wow. And it's just been a pain in the butt. Yeah. And that's why there are delays and all that. But now, it's instantaneous. So, that's going to be super, super perfect.
0: So and telling... you can see
2: where you're standing in your leagues as guys come down. So, you got a guy that finishes. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm winning. Oh, no, I'm losing. You know, I'm behind. I'm ahead. But also... Um, With what we've done, we have access to cross-country ski jumping and Nordic combined. So we want to kind of turn it from Fantasy Ski Racer into Fantasy Skiing and and create this community and all those other
0: sports. Oh, that's so cool.
1: Wait, so you're telling me with this app, I can log on, check out, I know exactly what race is going to start when. I'm going to be able to see this timing of all the skiers coming down. I can up and it updates my game right away. Why wouldn't I just have it, even if I didn't even want to play the game? Isn't it like the perfect place to go check out ski? I already like, use it as a calendar. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's that's that's our aim. We want everybody to just use it for their their main kind of. Information for skiing. Um, I feel like the FIS app's pretty confusing, and, and you're digging deep, and you're going through this window to this window to this window. I mean, ours is pretty deep as well, but I think it's it's more simple. And also, if you're pretty good at picking people, you can win free skis and helmets and goggles
0: and clothes and stuff. So, can I win one of those those helmets with the goggles built in, like Bodie's? Can I win one of those on there? Because now that Bodie wears it, it's got to be cool, right? Uh, Maybe they all talked about it. You're tell they had a signed one. I just, you know, that what's astonishing to me is that, like, those the people who spend a lot of time on the fist site or know where to get the data after races, race, especially speed races where, you know, you get to see the splits, where they're placed from the splits, at the splits, and then from the split to split, that data was always fascinating to me. But now, like, you could be just Joe Schmo, get it like that on this app. Yeah. Or at least accurate enough data that would at least allude you to the same end result.
1: Exactly, yeah. Steve, when are you getting on snow again? Uh, We are going to be in Colorado November 2nd,
2: and I'm watching a wave of snow come over Park City right now. This is cool. Um, (laughs) So... Uh, yeah, November 2nd, head out to Copper, Colorado, and it's on. I think we'll be there for about a week. We'll take a couple days off, head back to Utah, then drive back out for a few more days, and then
0: off to Lake Louise. They laying out the white carpet for you down over there right now? They are pumping snow. I heard Copperopolis is already open, so. Nice. (laughs) Club kids are out there training, and
1: U.S. Sloan boys, probably. Yeah. Wicked. Those those disco sticks. I, I gotta say, I tried slow
0: again. Oh yes, how'd it suck. go? <laughs> Come on, I refuse to believe it that. Was so bad. Oh,
1: I totally thought it was still in there. Yeah. So. Is it is it true? If you don't use it, you lose it. I can attest that that is one hundred
0: percent true. <laughs> hey, Nyman, I last question for you. What uh, last year you spoke of uh, wanting to uh, make it to the World Cup debut, be a participant at Solden? When 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 can we expect that from you? When are you going to make your giant salmon debut at Solden?
1: <laughs> salmon.
2: If it happens at any time, it will happen next year. I uh, I did not get to five hundred points. I'm at like four eighty or something. So I'd be starting dead last, which I don't want to do. But I'm-
1: Hopefully I'll get there this year. And uh, my GS was pretty good this summer. So, hell yeah. We'll see. <laughs> All right. I can dig it. Well, Steve, I'm sure we'll talk to you again uh, throughout the season, but um, good luck here preparing for uh, for the upcoming year. Uh, as always, we're rooting for you. And thanks for helping get this podcast started. And uh, I'm, I'm stoked on Fantasy Ski Racer, that's for sure, this season. Right on. Thank
0: you, William Taco. Always a pleasure hearing from Steven Nyman. This portion of the podcast, the segment in which we are going to make our picks, brought to you by Shred Slide Tech. Um, Will, you got your fantasy ski racing app out right now.
1: Oh yeah, my picks have been made.
0: Okay, I see a green light there, which indicates that you have done that, which is you know solid. Uh, I notice you're looking at the ladies. Tell me what you're feeling with the ladies. Already, I'm seeing some disagreement with me versus you. Go ahead.
1: Well, I'm going to be a homer. On both the men and women. We'll get to the men later. But uh, Michaela Schifrin coming back, energy-esque skiing. It's amazing. Of I've seen course. It this summer, and she's going to win.
0: Well, um, already, uh, I'm going to go ahead and 100% agree with you because our man Mike Day is coaching her now. So obviously, her head is in the right spot. Things are firing on all cylinders. and like I have- Mike
1: Day, a, a- A guest of our show?
0: I do believe he has been on this show before. Correct me if I'm wrong, Will. I'd have to go back (laughs) into the archive. But anyways, I got Um,
1: Schifrin 1. I got Laura Goot 2. And for her first podium ever in Solden, and she's been racing it since 07, Tessa Worley.
0: Ooh, I like where your head's at. Yeah, I saw Worley in there um, high up on the list, uh, you know, the rankings. And I thought, you know, is this going to be it? And, And it just... I'm going to throw her in my top five just because I'm right there with you. But um, for me, Solden is some uh, kind of a place where I want to um, kind of stick with experience um, just because it's the first race of the year. You know, later on in the season, I think is a really feels like the right time to go out and Make those crazy picks. Well, who do you got then? Who do All you right, got? fine, it's fine. Just hammering into me. All right, I like. I got Schifrin one, duh. I got Brem two, and um, despite what I just said, I went with um, uh, emotion here, and I've got my, my girl Anna Drev in third. Um, I just like the way she skis a lot, and uh, I'm hoping that she had a solid off season, and uh, hopefully, she um, proves me right. That's my. That rounds out my top three, honestly. Um, I like where your head's out with goot, but I just don't see it being a podium all right, we'll see okay, copy that <laughs> will, why don't you uh pull up pull up your guys tell me, tell me, tell me what your guys look like? People are gonna call me crazy
1: here, but it's going um well, not crazy for the first one, but again, Homer call Ted Liggety for the win, coming off the knee injury, I think he's coming to come back he's got um, a
0: back that's gotta be that's got some healing too.
1: the whole body had a heal, but he's a gamer. Everything on come. social
0: media would suggest that he's on fire right
1: now. Yeah. So I go. I'm going Ted one. Um, here's my here's my sleeper for the second place podium. The French have been nasty at sold in the last couple of years. I'm going Victor Mufat second place, and then I'm going Pinnerol third.
0: Interesting. Boom. Interesting. I like where your heads at with Pinterold. Um I'm. Uh, I got my man. I got. I got. I'm gonna go Ted with you on that one, even though um, that's not how I initiated this. Uh, this segment. Uh, I'm making a change as we
1: speak. I talked you into
0: it. Well, you know, you just all of a sudden my patriotism felt like it was in check, so I had to go go up there. Then I'm gonna go with Hersher and Finara. Um, but you know, in terms of Wait, rounding out that top ten, I, I'm I'm thinking Kilday is gonna get. Uh, Get some top ten love this week, and uh, not to mention uh, Pinnerole. I'm going to get him in my top five, um, but I also like Tommy Ford in there. I'm hoping that that kid is um, going to materialize into the person I want him to be as an athlete. Um, he's already the person he should be because he's amazing. And then, uh, <laughs> but um, Wait, that's, so
1: so let me get this straight. I, I know I did this, but I put no Austrians on the podium this weekend. Yeah, did you do the same? Or do you yeah, have Bre- no. Do you
0: have oh, oh no, no. I got I got I got Bremer in second for the ladies. Okay. okay. So so. If- oh no, and I got Hersher in second.
1: Okay. Well, but I got Americans ahead of them. If my predictions are correct, Austria is not going to be happy.
0: Well, there you go again, upsetting the Austrians. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know the other thing too is like the French and the Italians uh, have been very strong on you know both tech and speed, men and women's side all. Uh, all last year. It was super impressive, the amount of depth that they were putting in. But, you know, um, if there's anything that my fantasy football team has taught me is that what happened last year does not necessarily dictate what goes on this year.
1: Having some fancy football, trouble?
0: That is not for now. Not for here. <laughs> I can cry with a beer with, oh, with you uh, <laughs> later on if you'd like. But uh,
1: <laughs>
0: well, that's not for here. Not for now.
1: Well the second season is upon us Oh, it's so so awesome ski season is here and I can't wait to go skiing but at least we get to watch it this weekend absolutely let's get fired
0: up well thank you again for tuning in to a new season of Peace Off the official podcast at fantasyski racer.com and their spanking new sexy app also partners with um, Shred Sly Tech uh, and James
1: Totkiss Real Estate, Keller Williams, Sun Valley, Southern Idaho. Will. I can't wait, I cannot wait to watch some ski racing this weekend. I'm gonna dork out, I'm gonna watch ski racing, and I'm gonna watch football. It's gonna be a great weekend.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go outside and cut some wood right now so I'm nice and toasty, huddled up on a couch, listening to Steve Perino just telling it like it is.
1: Have a great ski racing weekend.
0: If you would like to inquire about booking ad space on the Peace Stoff podcast, please message us through our Facebook page at Peace Stop, And please feel free to follow us on Instagram at, at willintaco. Thank you again.
1: Have a great ski racing was- ski racing was- weekend. <laughs> Have a great ski racing weekend.
0: No, give me more.
1: Have a great ski racing. Was- <laughs> <laughs> Have a great ski racing weekend! Ah! Why can't we finish this thing? Just say, have a great ski racing weekend. <laughs> no, we gotta redo that again. No way. We-